everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name's Iman. And I'm Sabria. Thank you so much for tuning in. How did you like that intro? Um, it was very slick, very sleek, very unique. Thanks. I was trying to sound like, um... Newscaster. Yeah. Yeah, newscaster and, like, you know when you get on a flight and they video safety videos? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was trying to sound like I did that. I haven't been on a flight in three years. Oh, God. Ain't nobody. I can't wait. I feel like my first flight, I'm going to be in the airport with, you know, those little paper bags that you breathe in and out of when you hyperventilate. Same. That is so freaky to me, like going back into the airport. And I'm I'm committed. I'm sorry. I cannot travel until these holidays are is over because the volume in the airport would drive me crazy. I couldn't do it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy because I, I always keep on saying this, but like I was supposed to get on a plane this year and I didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just, um, I'm so sorry that you weren't able to get on that plane. I feel like we never really unpack how disappointed you were about that. Yeah, because like. Cause all you it, do is say it and I'll be waiting for you to continue. You just move on. Cause that's just crazy to me. I'm literally supposed to go to my dream place, Japan, and then I was like, "No, no." Yeah, I um, I don't foresee me like doing anything international for a while. Like I might do Canada or Mexico, but it's like, I still feel so scared about getting like across the world, and then like we just go into some weird state of emergency. <laughs> I don't know. Every times are just so weird and they but all the borders are shut no matter what. You're like no matter what. Like what if you live in another country? Just like sorry. I don't know. That's what I'm afraid of right now. So, not to be a bearer of bad news to anyone taking international flight. Uh don't want to put that energy out there. I'm just talking about my personal irrational fears, you know? <laughs> dip, baby, dip. Yeah, so let's get into our Fave 4 this week. What's up, y'all? Fave 4 this week, um, we all know that day, Thanksgiving, is coming up this Thursday. So, y'all, it'll probably be Thanksgiving Eve when y'all hear this. Oh, shit. Dang, is that fast? Ooh, Ale, ooh, Sorry. Um, yes, so Thanksgiving is Thursday, <laughs> and you... Um, we're here to provide you guys with, you know, a bit of a Thanksgiving survival guide. So our fave four are going to be four tips to surviving Thanksgiving. Because, you know, a lot of us might be more comfortable coming out this Thanksgiving versus last Thanksgiving. So it's going to be that first Thanksgiving back with them, them family members, you know, yeah, so there's some people. survival tips. Especially for our white followers. We know you got some, you know, me, mom, probably racist as hell. Yeah. So, um... You should push her. But anyway, <laughs> um, my first, if you really are Ali, push me, ma. Push me, ma, down the steps if you really, really think Black Lives Matter. Exactly. If you if you don't push her, then you're a fraud. But anyway. If you don't stab your racist uncle with a fork, <laughs> or with the, carving, the turkey carving knife, In the are hand. you really an ally? Exactly. Think about that. So, my first one, Ooh, I wait, put... quick. I'm sorry. Is that food for thought? True. Oh, get it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Continue. <laughs> um. So my first one, I put don't argue. And like, I know, like, you know, some people don't want like that sound like pretty passive, whatever. But like, let's be real. A lot of these people 
like what I have learned as somebody who like, you know, as I was younger, I like was an angry person, very competitive person. I realized that some things are just better left than said and it's not worth it because some people like you ever look at somebody and they just don't get where they are they are going to stand stand their ground they are going to be like no what i believe is right so the best thing to do is to make them feel like a fool um like say something like if you know they try to make like you know homophobic joke or a racist joke or something like that like you're like oh why is that funny and because that's something that i do like when somebody says something like that i'm like oh why is that funny um and to them scrambling trying to tell you why it's funny is going to make them feel stupid Love and make them realize like you know that's actually it's not funny because like you know why is that funny um or like just ignore them because like not to be like you know morbid or anything but like i'm pretty sure a lot of these people are probably like elderly so they're gonna die soon so it's like why are you arguing with you know this these people also um you know obviously speaking about um a um a, a different types of family styles everybody don't have the same family style some people are you know you love you know your grandparents or something something like that but they might have some things that they're less like you know grandma does not know the pronoun of they them or whatever but they're like trying um so i feel like you know it's easy like because i like when i was in my early 20s and stuff like that i would get angry about stuff like that um and it's um what the fuck was i would say i used to get angry about stuff like that and because I was on the internet and the internet was like, I'm still on the internet, unfortunately, but um, being on the internet is like either you, you know, raise hell or you don't. And I felt like if I didn't raise hell, I was being fake, even though mm. we just opened yep. it up saying, um, <laughs> you know, push me my <laughs> joking kind of. But anyway, um, I felt like, you know, if I didn't raise hell or if I, if I wasn't like, you know, you know, hankering down, like arguing, like, you know, head to head, like that I was being fake, but like some people, it's just not worth it. Like why, the fuck are, understand. You arguing, why are you arguing with an 87 year old person about like some, they're just not like, you know, I, I'm sorry. There's something else out there. Their opinion doesn't matter. No one gives a fuck. Like nobody gives a fuck what your uncle Ernie has to say. He's and more more times than not, they're fucking powerless. Like exactly. that's how I feel. I'm like looking at some people in my family being hateful. I'm like, well, good thing you have zero power, not even over your own life, let alone somebody else's. Right? Exactly. So I, save. Really, that's the bottom line. Exactly. So save yourself the headache and just be like, back away. You can always like you know make a joke, you know tweet about them, whatever like that. But like I feel like just save the energy if you can. Like you know this is like what I'm talking about is like in a mild case. If the in case is extreme, I, there's nothing that I can tell you because I've never you know been there. I'm just saying like you know yeah. how I see things, things that I've you know gone through. So it's just and like, how you can handle things sometimes. Like exactly, that's just sometimes. that really is an option sometimes. Like you don't have to, especially when you're mentally exhausted, you don't feel like it. Just you don't have to pay that any attention yeah um the next one is leave get your plate and leave like it's fine <laughs> if you have that option <laughs> if you have that option take it um get your fucking plate and leave um just i mean there's nothing more to say it's just like you know eat if you can if you're able to 
eating your car, eating your favorite cousin's car or something like that. Or, you know, you don't have to. I mean, nobody wants to be alone, but like you don't have to also celebrate this holiday in a quote unquote traditional sense. You can do it your own way. Um, the next one is speaking of, you know, gathering with your favorite cousin, gravitate to those who love you. So I feel like, you know, I would hope that everybody has like at least one person in the family, you know, who's still present, um, that they can look to and turn to. And I feel like, you know, go towards them, like ignore, it doesn't matter, you know, how many people I feel like it's, it's quality over quantity, you know, Mm -hmm. um, you don't need a whole gang of folks to, you know, be in your corner. If you got that one or two solid people, rock out with them. Yeah. That's how I feel. Rock out with them. Um, y'all could do something uh, pre-Thanksgiving if you're able to, like, you know, meet up um, before that. Or, like, I don't know, like, have something, like, you know, a type of, like, friends, like, giving, which is, like, my last one, actually. Um, do something like that. And, yeah, my last one is Friendsgiving. Because your chosen family. Yes, your chosen family. Because, like, sometimes you can't depend on your actual family. So, you know, and chosen family is still valid. Like, that is for sure, like, still, um, Violet, I just feel like leaning to your chosen family, have a freaking ball, don't go back home, stay in, don't go back to Wallacoochee, um, stay in New York, you know, um, <laughs> just, like, you know, cling on to, again, gravitate to those who love you, even if they're not blood, because they still, you know, they matter, so, those are my tips. Those are your tips, I love those. Thank you. So for me, the first thing I'm going to say is dress how you feel, because for some time, for some people, Thanksgiving is just like, yay, festivities and stuff like that. For some reason, like Thanksgiving, I love it, but it can stress me out for some reason. Like, I don't know why Thanksgiving just puts me on high alert with like, I guess because I help plan it at this point and I'm also working. So it's like, you know, when you in school, Thanksgiving, like you get Thanksgiving Eve off and it's just about kind of like waking up and eating. But as you get a little bit older, it's like a day off one. So you kind of want to enjoy that. But two, you have so much cleaning and prepping and cutting and chopping and coordinating to do. Mm -hmm. So it's like, look, if you got a lot to do on Thanksgiving, show up how you feel. That means if you want to wear your pajamas at Thanksgiving, you want to wear some sweatpants, you know, do it. And to that, to the other end, if you want to get dressed up because you're like, shit, I don't get dressed up anymore because of what we're going through, the state of the world that we're in right now, mm-hmm. like go ahead and put something on, throw that shit on. Just dress how you feel. Like I know that on Thanksgiving, I'm going to be dressed down because this year I'm very tired. But in years in, in other years, and I know I'll return to this at some point. I really loved getting dolled up on Thanksgiving. Like I always would like make sure I bought, bought a sweater. Cause I'm like, this is for the pictures and stuff like that. But it, it wasn't until like the last few years. I'm like, I just want to be comfortable. I just want to chill. Like that's just the type of time I'm on right now. So trust how you feel. And if your style doesn't align with your families, cause this is big in black families. You, we know <laughs> our family members will make us feel terrible just because if we don't dress like everybody else in the family, it's just such a weird concept. Um, at least in my family. And I know a lot of my friends, family that'll happen. Just don't worry about them because I'm like, I mean, really like auntie, where you shop? Like dress barn? Like where? I, <laughs> so, I kind of want to dress up actually. Just only because I don't it. have, 
Do Only it, because Sabrina. I don't have a new picture, a new current picture of me dressed up on Instagram. I need that pic. <laughs> really do it. And if I can find the energy, I'll try. Like, I'll try my best. But like, I feel like you should fucking do it. Thanks. Um, If you're vegan, honestly, you need to be communicating about food. Do not expect nobody to just have it there. I'm sorry. My parents, my family love me deeply, but I be having to check in. Like, what are y'all cooking for me to eat? And if they start stuttering, bring your own food. That's just how I feel. Bring your own food or don't show up. You know, if I feel like if you don't have no food for me, you can't fault me for not coming. If I don't feel like bringing my own food, you know? So mm-hmm. what I do is I check with my family and if I want to really eat with them, which I, of course I do. And if I know my mom don't have the energy to coordinate, like making me food, make her, I order at like another restaurant. Like last year I got from, got dinner from this vegan place called the now cafe. Um, this year, thank God, Sabria is bringing some vegan stuff. Plus my mom's making vegan stuff. So I'm like, I'm good to go, but I'm constantly checking in with my family. Our last big family event, I ended up going to the same place, the Nile Cafe, and grabbing vegan soul food. And my family, you know, paid for it, thank God. But essentially, you just can't expect people to have things for you. Um, at <laughs> least if you have a family that just don't understand veganism. Like, they just not, you don't come from a vegan family at all. Um, finally, this is just a tip from my family that I feel like really helps. Bring some Uno cards. Oh, wait, no, no, no. That was, that was two. Two. This is three. Sorry. Oh, I got Uno cards. Bring some Uno fun. cards. Because, honestly, not everybody don't know how to play spades. Me included. Hell no. Don't Sorry. know how to do it. Not that and Like Kelly from Insecure said, if you don't know how to do it at a certain age, you just never learn. And that's <laughs> how I feel. I don't even want to learn spades. I feel like it's boring. Yeah, like, my, like gra- it's a very boring my grandma and aunt used to play it. And like... I'm like, I, I'm like, y'all never taught me. I just was staring at y'all in the kitchen playing. It's just anything like dominoes or like cards or dice. I just feel like it just, no. Like, I feel like that's not for girls. <laughs> I was about to, the, I was about to ask, um, I, I can really text him, but I know you listen. I'm going to say, Jarell, did grandma teach you how to play space? <laughs> <laughs> what ghetto ass podcast? Thanks again. I just said, uh, your cousin sitting on air. But I just said, uh, spades not for girls. You just said your grandma played. Yeah, my grandma, they played spades. I just feel like it's not, it might be for women, but it's not for girls. You so right. They were women, okay? I'm a girl. <laughs> Despite how old I am, I just feel like I got very much girl They energy. was women. Yeah, they was grown-ass women. They was. And they used to be arguing about it. Jarrell, remember grandma and I Raj used to be arguing? <laughs> not you <laughs> talking to Jarrell while we're on here. <laughs> oh my god but so, me going at it in that kitchen. <laughs> i just pictured i can smell the cult 45 from here when i but they didn't drink there. beer they was church I'm like, they, like the men in my family. oh the men oh yeah, yeah no the men in your <laughs> yeah yeah you got uncles <laughs> Yvonne got if you look up like black uncles in the dictionary <laughs> <laughs> if you got uncles they about watch out now that's my uncles Iman got a stereotypical <laughs> uncle there's <laughs> no doubt about it those are uncles like if I you got see very them much in, like hey baby girl <laughs> if, if you see them out on the street you like oh yeah that man is an uncle <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. Any, For just sure. think of any uncle, honestly. Any <laughs> uncle in, in cinema, like, yep. That's how I feel. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, so I just feel like um, you got to be real grown and play space. So bring some Uno cards because everybody know how to play it. The yeah, kids, me. the old heads, and people in the middle. Bitch, why I bought Uno cards from this store? They was in Spanish. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they said, you want Uno? <laughs> I'll give you Uno. <laughs> I just bored them because this is, I was on a, I was like, some I'm not gonna name the area, but it's ghetto ass area, and I had to get balloons, and I had to Where pay. I had to I had to pay um for my my car, and you know them stores be like, oh they um have a credit card limit, so I'm like let me get Uno and like an eyebrow razor, and I, that's what I got. And the Uno cards, when I tell y'all these cards look bootleg as hell, um, but if I can find them, I'm bring them. When did you get <laughs> balloons? I'm so confused. Well, okay. for the memorial. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. So I, had, All right. so I had to get I, balloons in. Okay, cool. Yeah, and Uno cards. I'm like, um So you oh, I thought you got these Uno cards recently. No, well, I mean this they year. Kind of recent. Yeah, yeah. recent. But they are in I didn't realize until rec actually like a few weeks ago, I was looking at them. I said, <laughs> these motherfuckers is in Spanish. <laughs> I'm Google loves Uno. So it's between me, you and him. Somebody gonna have some cards we can play with. I oh we got we got other uno cards downstairs too i just feel like black homes always have we always got uno candy land uh candy land oh, oh i got another game oh it's this game we have not played it yet in the world when we made but it's called pie face where <laughs> if you get something wrong whatever it like pie will go in your face i can get whipped cream too for it oh it's not like actual pie it's not actual pie. You put whipped cream in the like pie frame, and it oh, like you, you trying, you trying to play a wacky game. <laughs> but we got other games too. This other game I do not want to play. My mom is sick, and she got it. It's this jelly bean game where you got to eat a nasty jelly bean. Mm. Um, and and I told my mom I cannot play because I don't know if they're vegan. Um, we found out that the jelly beans, some of them were vegan. Um, so <laughs> I was trying to find it out because my mom made me read the ingredients out loud. <laughs> so I was trying to get out of it. <laughs> yeah. No, that is hilarious. But yeah, we got a lot of games. So bring yeah, some yeah. games, family feud, all those things. And my final one, I think this is most important. Don't answer questions that make you uncomfortable. I think that, you know, we are taught again, black families stand up but like we're taught that our elders kind of have this right to us and they don't they really don't and you start to get older and you start to understand that like boundaries are not disrespectful so if i you ask me something that really really tr just i just don't want to go here right now and it's not appropriate you can just be silent like what if you just like or you can you can make it a joke like sometimes my grandma will be like who you dating what's going on and i'm like grandma Grandma, why are you being so crazy? Like, I'll oh, say what something. about you? Yeah, Grandma, what about you? You the one bought the boyfriends. And my grandma, I, or I'll say, Grandma, do you see any boyfriend on my Facebook? She going to tell me, literally, this is what she said. Yeah, but I can't see the DMs. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I can't see the DMs. I said, huh? 
sick. I and I just laugh at her. I just keep asking a bunch of questions. It don't have to be disrespectful. You can just like make it a joke because these are your loved ones after all. I think sometimes people be so like ready to stick it to their grandma. For, <laughs> I'm like, you gotta really wonder sometimes. Like, is your grandma just really being traditional when she asks you where your man at? You know, does she really mean to hurt you and trigger you and make you feel alone? No, but that's what she does by accident. So it's just like, you just have to realize, like sometimes the intention is just so important when you think about people who raised you and took care of you. Like you won't give anybody some, you know, room if you decide to do that. It should be your parents or your grandparents. Exactly. It should be your family. Exactly. And it's levels to it for sure. Like y'all know what I'm talking about. Like, you know, when it's toxic versus when it's like, (sighs) She just don't know. Like, exactly. Because, could... Iman, you right. Some people just be ready to tee off. And it's just like, <laughs> oh, grandma, <laughs> you don't tee off on your boss. Don't tee off on that ancient nigga. Don't tee off on the man. But then you tee off on grandma because she, you know, she said, you look so pretty. And they like, pretty is a gender construct. Like, oh, <laughs> whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know what she meant. It's too much. Parents, mm-hmm. if family can take you there. But sometimes you just got to make sure, like, you're not tripping. Sometimes that used to be me, too, when I was younger. Like, my grandma would say something that I just would, and I would blow it up. And now I'm like, my grandma is in her 80s. I just want to enjoy the time with her. I don't want to make her feel bad. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, that's just how I'm, where I'm at with it. Sometimes you can give them a break. But you know when. You know when. So, yeah, that's my fave for, you know, surviving Thanksgiving. But, you know, go ahead on and apply that to Christmas, too, while you're at it. Like, you don't have to just use those tips for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get into um this week's Toast for Assist. This week, we're actually sending a prayer to um Antoine Fowler, who was, you know, the six-year-old little boy known for where we about to eat at. You know, a whole internet sensation at six years old, you know, he recently passed away. Uh, he was sick. He had all, he was battling like an autoimmune disorder and it really, really, you know, took over. And unfortunately he passed away. His mom shared the news videos. And I felt like the internet collectively mourned because this mm-hmm. little boy was just where we about to eat at is such a move. Mm-hmm. It's such a move. Me and my cousin say that Every time it's time to make dinner. So it's just like, I think the way we all use where we about to eat at, it just was attached to this little boy and it just was heartbreaking. But I'm so, you know, I'm sending so much love to his mom. Yeah. And I definitely, I I really thought he was going to pull through. I really did. Me too. Me too. Like, I just was like looking on his page and I just was like, oh my God, like, look how much energy and joy and happiness he, this little boy had. Like, it was just so much positive energy from his page. Even beyond that, like, where we about to eat at video. Like, I just loved him. His nickname was TJ. So cute. Yeah, so rest in peace, TJ. Um, We want to move on to tea time now. Um, So this week, we want to start off with TV dinner. We're back to Insecure. I don't know why I made this. <laughs> that doesn't sound like the intro to Insecure. It sounds like Curb Your Enthusiasm. But... <laughs> Thanks. Um, what do you think about these episodes? I felt like 
so much happened, but um, I think they need to get moving with the with the drama a little quicker. I feel like it's about to happen. Like yeah. after how last week, after how this week's episode ended, yeah, I feel like it's I about was sick. to. Is when I tell y'all, I said this on Twitter earlier. When I tell y'all, I would have hit that floor hardest. Shit, like to me, <laughs> that I'm like, oh my god, get her a room, get her a room. Wait, gotta start. Wait, before you go. To- <laughs> I know you're not lying, and I'm just. So it don't take nothing for Sabrina to fall. So <laughs> I would have passed. She was going <laughs> plop on that ground. I really know she would. Nobody be on the ground more than Sabrina. <laughs> oh, I would have hit that shit hard okay but i bet you fall into like a death drop <laughs> that's how i would be like that kind of stuff makes me sick and like this one time this boy i didn't even me all me and him all we did was kiss but like i we and him had like this fiery thing but we just never got together and we just like drifted apart and we just stopped talking and i remember i was at the mall as i was working and my store it had this big ass glass window and I look out the glass window I see him and his new girlfriend she is first of all she like beautiful chocolate skin short jet black hair and he holding her hand smiling I see all his teeth from a far distance I was like oh like oh I had to go to the back room I'm like yeah did it get hot in here no, bro. I feel like, you be, <laughs> like I don't feel so well <laughs> I was like, oh god, um, whoa! <laughs> I feel like somebody <laughs> smacked the shit out of me. I feel like God smacked the living daylight out of me. <laughs> so, you better open the window. They be like, you better open the fucking window. <laughs> you know how you at work and people be like, oh, who gonna go in your break next? And you be like, no, you could go first. I took my break. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going first today. I'm gonna shit. <laughs> What's going on? I felt like I really felt wow. No, you... she's beautiful. <laughs> so th- beautiful. This is all. <laughs> this is all in reference to like Issa seeing Lawrence Condola baby as she was checking on Molly. This latest episode. We'll circle back real quick. Just got to talk about this while we're here, mm-hmm. right? I. Have had my I've had less happen to me and I've been more heartbroken, right? Yeah. Like remember that time? Well, if Sabria was telling me to avoid something on social media, don't look at it. And I guess I I went and looked at it anyway. As soon as she told me, I looked at it I said, and I Oof, saw. Please don't look because it hurt my feelings. I saw somebody hugged up, somebody that I was like essentially in love with, just without warning. And the way my brain said beep boop pop <laughs> Steve started coming out my ears. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I malfunctioned in that bitch. Like I was at work. I just shut the laptop and was like, where do we begin? <laughs> I was about to throw up. I, I couldn't even cry. I could not even cry because I was like. I don't care what hold on what i don't care what like, it just was my brain really said malfunction malfunction 
malfunction. Like it was, oh my, it was like mayday, mayday, mayday. Well, the, the episode of SpongeBob where he was open, <laughs> like all hell was breaking loose in his head, like all the file folders, like the papers was going everywhere. That's how my brain was. So I'm like that when Issa's just had to take a moment to just be like, well, what the fuck am I feeling? What's going on? I'm like, I felt that from less. Yes. Seeing my ex and the baby he had on me and the woman together. Oh Lord. Lord of mercy. <laughs> my worst fucking fear. It's this it's somebody that I was like in love with like in high, it was like a school like I don't like him anymore, but like in high school I was in love with this boy. And literally we don't follow each other on social media, but I'd be periodically checking his Instagram to see if he had a baby yet. And I'd be asking Iman sometimes, like, cause Iman, like, he got a baby. Cause I feel like now that I would definitely hit the floor real hard because like <laughs> every, cause I would, I would love a family of my own. And like the idea of somebody that like I had a past with, like starting a family before me, I mean, I don't know if I could take it. I I know I can't take it. I don't know why I said I don't know if I can. It's I just can't. something about that. It's something exactly. about that. Sometimes she was having a good day. She like, I came through for my friend. Like, you know, I got my my man. I look good. You know, I found my friend dog. Then that happened. Child, yeah. Then there's something about, like, Nate. You know, Nate and her finally got into a good space that day. And that's going to trigger more confusion when it comes to Nate. And they just got in a good place. And it's just like, what they're dealing with is more realistic to how a relationship really is. It's like, soon as you get into a good place with somebody, something happens. Like, this is really how I feel like relationships are. And that's something don't always have to be like, oh, you see your ex with the family. Um. But it could, it could just, it's going to be something that like throws you off the rocker. Like, it's just what it is. Yeah. But also like, it's also about like perception. Mm-hmm. Issa sees them together and they look like one big happy family. Mm-hmm. Little do she know all yep. that's really going on. So I'm mm-hmm. like, that's another thing. When you look at people, you can get a glimpse and be like, oh my God, like my nigga has moved on. He happy. They want big happy family. People be miserable behind mm-hmm. closed doors. Miserable. Exactly. Because they was fighting for their life last week. So cursing at each other saying that the other one ruined their lives like trust me girl he wished he was with you like he wished that's where he wished he was you can't mm-hmm. see that but mm. but that look from Lawrence that shame <sighs> Oof. that was wild that was very wild Whew. chills but I feel like the pacing um is definitely very slow. Um it's very slow, but I feel like this is definitely gonna be the kicker. Also, Molly's character has been redeemed for me. Yeah. Um, she has definitely been redeemed and I feel like she is acting. I mean, maybe she just needed um, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I sure do. That's I how I like, sometimes. I feel like she just <laughs> needed that. Um, but that was um she really redeemed herself and like saying like, you thank you for being there for me. Like Issa, like, you know, I'm just like, now that I'm like, okay, now I see like, you know, the appeal, like, you know, their friendship, like, you know, I just feel like it was just definitely good in that way. Um, also just seeing how Molly, um, is she the oldest? She's the only girl, so that's really all that okay. matters. Okay, she's the only girl. Okay. But you're the only girl, regardless of if you're the oldest or not. It's everything your fault. Yeah. 
No, true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. I was going to say, especially me, an only child, I feel like everything is my fault. Literally. <laughs> Literally. Everything. With me, it's just like, it don't matter what. It's just, it's, it's going to be just because people already know that I know how to handle things. But I will handle things, too. Like Molly was. It, that episode, it really did hit very close to home. Yeah. For that's so why, many reasons. That's why I was like, yeah, you need to watch this shit ASAP. Yeah, so we, most of the people know, like, my mom had a stroke when I was 23, and it just, it was weird, like, how life shifted so easily, and I think that was, like, the day I kind of grew up a lot faster, because I had to handle, like, my mom's affairs, like, my little brothers, the dogs, the house, plus I had my own my own life, full-time job, own apartment, all this stuff, just trying to, it just was handling so much. Um, I had not the best help with my family and stuff like that. So just seeing like Molly, like being in the forefront, handling it. And my mom also suffers like from some paralysis. People don't know, but she like her whole left side of her like legs and stuff are numb forever. She's able to like walk with it. Like she could feel slight pressure, but she essentially lost the, the pressure. So, I mean, she lost the feeling and it's just, it just changes everything. And then hearing like, um, Hearing that Molly's mom had health issues before and didn't let her know, my mom kind of didn't let us know. And I know so many people whose parents have done that. Like yep, so many people who, yep, who parents have hid their health issues from their kids thinking that's going to protect them. But then when shit hit the fan, it hit the fan so crazy that it's like, if you would have just told me, it wouldn't have been as bad. Exactly, because I could have. That's why she feel like she's like, oh, I could have did something. Also, like her dad don't know much about like when she was asking him about something. I forgot that he said he didn't know, um, something. I'm I think like, he was just overwhelmed from was, the fact that it just happened. More so, more as he didn't know, because when they asked if she was like allergic to any medicines and stuff like that, and he she said she said not that I know of, but that's the answer you always supposed to give because. You might be allergic to something, and now you just kind of. I always feel like that's the lie when it's like a liability question. Yeah, you're true. saying now that you no, know, I'm not allergic to anything, and then I give you this, and you're allergic to it. You can't take action. So I just say not that I know of. That's very true. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Like she just had to pick up the pieces, and her brothers were useless. So useless. I forgot they was even there. I'm just like, oh my god, seriously, like. She, I just felt like it was just her. Yeah, and then when her boss, oh my God, when that guy was calling her about a project and he was like, oh, do you think you know when you're going to get it in? This is like really so big. Annoying. And that is just so how how life be. I mean, if you're lucky, like I was lucky at the time when my mom had like her stroke, I had a job that was working with me soon as they found out. And I'm like so thankful. Like they just, they just were a good group of people, thank God. But I also had like a loved one pass away and I didn't have the most support from work. Like it was just like nothing happened. Like no card the next day for the grief, nothing. And it's like, yo, that's how these employers be sometimes. <clears throat> like they really are yeah, cold and they just don't sick. care. Yeah. My, Cause like when I went to, when I had to go to the hospital, I came back and my coworkers had a card for me. I didn't even expect it. That's just common courtesy to get a right? heart, right? People are just sick and twisted. 
And to this day, I'll be like, you know, I did end up like enjoying that job, but it's some things like that. You just never forget. People don't realize that at companies like you have now blocked how far we're capable, how close we're capable of getting with one another Mm -hmm. because of how you just made a hard time in my life even harder. You don't even know that, but exactly. Um, Nate, we got a different glimpse of him. Not going to lie. I was just about ready for Nate's storyline to be over. (laughs) I really was (laughs) looking forward to that, but it's like redeemed itself a little bit Mm -hmm. for me because I, the way he talks about the mental illness and I think, I think that it's so important to have his character there because it's, it's not mental illness with that we all usually see in black men where it's just this hyper violence yeah like that shit on empire oh my god that was terrible <laughs> i didn't even see it that was terrible that was like oh he bipolar he was like <laughs> i'm like like he didn't take his meds so he's like boogie, boogie. i'm like are you kidding me oh yeah wait the older brother right yeah he turned into like doodle bob whenever he did or he was like he is like um bruce banner going to the hulk i just was yeah. like oh this is bad this is you're portraying a, a like a six foot tall 200 plus pound black man as uh, first of all, by his appearance, he's already a villain. But then you give him mental illness to, like, make him even more villainous. I'm like, oh, you're going to hell. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I mean. I feel like every time we hear... That man is about- going to hell. The, what's his name? I'm fine. Lee Daniels? Yeah, Lee Daniels. Sorry, he's going to hell. I don't care what, <laughs> what bridge I burn. <laughs> yeah, girl, girl, it wasn't a bridge to begin with. Trust exactly. me. You're going to hell, Lee Daniels. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Someone, please, please do something with that. Don't just let that go to waste, that clip. <laughs> no, I'm encouraging it. Don't let it go to waste. Please get creative. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, that's how men usually, black men usually portray. But like the way Nate is, is actually very much how people in my life, men in my life, people in my life with bipolar kind of behave. That just like, inconsistency and behavior going missing never really explaining what happened the reasons behind why they were doing what they were doing like when i see it that's that's it's it's those are the more common complications than the the violence because there are literally people with bipolar disorder i know who are the least violent people in my life yeah because like when i had checked myself in the hospital i was really calm like i wasn't like I gotta go like i just was like um i was talking like very calmly and i was like yeah i think i need to check myself in the hospital like it was like very like self-aware i wasn't like you coming with me demons like that's how i no. hate that when people I feel like because it's not like that because i'd be like yo i'd be feeling like it's nothing wrong with me because like sometimes the media representation is like because everybody don't act like Kanye was that's no. the thing and he even isn't violent he's erratic That's yeah he's not violent at all he well from what we know um yeah. he just yeah like you said erratic and says things that you like whoa but that can be anybody and you know? i'm not trying to be funny but like when i have conversations no offense with my friends with bipolar y'all say anything too like but <laughs> now when you're when you're really going through it and that's how i know oh i'd be how, saying anything that's how i know because i feel like you're saying it's not that you're not you how you what you're saying isn't how you feel. 
it's as much as what you're saying is exactly what you're feeling. I'm but like, like, yeah, the, y'all niggas trying to kill me. Like, what? <laughs> I'm like, like, yeah, you. <laughs> even my, like, again, and I, you know, I have a lot of people in my life with bipolar. Yeah. Like, I, I sense, that's the thing I sense. It's just like the most extreme thing. And you got to take it as not how they feel about, you know, everything, just how they feel in this moment. This is just a very raw thought. Exactly. You know? So I like that the way he, cause you never see him like all day pitch all, and like, cause I had, you know, a friend who like is like, cause they take what, what people don't know is that you, it takes a long time to get officially diagnosed. Like they want to see you, um, for lack of better words, they want to see you snap more than once, which is a shame, but that's how it is like to get a proper diagnosis. Um, I was say I'm on, I'm on strike one, but anyway, um, they want you to get pro- to see snap. Um, but him like definitely reminds me of one of my friends I had because like the disappearing with no, um, cause I still, cause one of my friends I was very close to in college has bipolar and I think I wish him had birthday last year, but I have not talked to him and like his social media is like, had not inactive. I just be like, just hoping that he's okay. Um, but yeah, so it's like that, like they just disappear. Like he like disappeared one time and then we were just texting, like everything was normal, or whatever, and then disappeared again. So I feel like, yeah, that's definitely, um, and you know, the friend, you know, but I, I feel like that's definitely an accurate representation, especially in men. Um, and honestly, like, I do know a lot of men who have not like, at least they haven't shared it with me or that they've been diagnosed. And also there are a lot of people who are undiagnosed walking around here, you know, out here cause they don't know the first step, you know, in figuring that out. It's not easy to navigate, like getting mm-hmm. a proper diagnosis for yes, any not. mental health condition. So I'll notice that disappearing act sometimes. And I start to wonder, and I'll let you know who I'm talking about when we go off air, but like, I start to wonder sometimes like, not that they're being like malicious, but are they okay mentally when the disappearing mm-hmm. happens? I think people see disappearing and it's easy to take personal. Like I've done it before. Like I've taken it personal when somebody disappeared, mm-hmm. you think it's ghosting, but in some people, that's really what it'd be. It'd be that they be fighting hard yeah. when they disappear. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I be getting mad. When, well, that's another story. I'm going to say that's why I get mad when people be like, oh, you be with other niggas and stuff. I'm like, I'm literally fighting demons. Yeah. <laughs> not what's happening. It's not. I'm literally. Nobody even accused me of being with no other nigga. That's <laughs> a little bit like insulting. People <laughs> just. <laughs> I, uh, it's probably because like the way I'm shaped or something. I always get accused of that. I always. And it's so funny. You're sick. People be like, you ain't got nobody else. The problem with me is I do be having other people in the fuck. Nigga think it's just him. And I be wanting to say it, but I'm like, I'm not trying to lose you. (laughs) I I literally always get accused and it's so annoying because I'm like, literally, I just be at home. I'm watching YouTube. I'm like fighting. I'm like, I literally just be fighting to say it. Like, people don't believe me when I be like, oh, I'm just in the house applying the job. I'm like, what are you? Come on. Are I gotta start okay. dressing different. I don't know because I not, never you don't. got it. <laughs> not no nigga be like, I, well, okay, all right. A few guys will be like, oh, so what you, what happened? What you get for your other boyfriend on Christmas? But like they'll be laughing, so it's a joke. It's not a serious question. No, but they probably they probably really be thinking it. I wonder. 
Iman, you're sick. You're sick. <laughs> I want that attention. <laughs> it's so annoying. It's so annoying because I really be pleading. Because I be feeling like I got. I'm begging, but I really be pleading my. <laughs> I really be trying to plead my case. I be like fighting to not let a nigga know. Like you really don't have to be here. Like somebody else could, but I just be like, and that's when I had to break to her. I'm like, yeah, I'm mentally ill. <laughs> <laughs> You put your, you jank my chain. Deva, oh, I'm sorry. You're like, no, since you wanted to know, since you wanted to know so bad, just thought I'd share. It's so annoying. But yeah, Nate, um, great character. Um, could, yeah, for, I'm, I'm, he redeemed himself for me. Personally. He definitely redeemed, and it was cute when he was like, um, yeah, um, her, your boyfriend. I, honestly, I don't know what I would do if that happened to me. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you like you putting on a good impression for my mom oh my god i'm Thank like you. whoa i'm like we've only known each other for three years <laughs> i like mine this my man <laughs> this but my yeah man. that was very cute also that was a cute moment i also i love seeing them smiling and laughing together when i tell y'all when i was watching it watching <laughs> My cheeks was sore. I was smiling so hard. Me too. I was eating and smiling. I was like, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> that really is cute. Like, it's really it. cute to just see people getting that. It's like some, it's good chemistry between them, mm-hmm. you know, because they look a little bit nervous from each other. And I'm like, oh, I love that. When you like somebody so much that you can be like, you like to look at them, but you can't do it for too long because you start <laughs> to like, you know, feel love that. Also, um, loved Issa's outfit when they were walking and they had oh, lost yeah. the dog. That um, Adidas outfit, it was so nice. I loved it. That was so cute. Molly and her outfit had me cracking up. That was funny. Like it's, it's just funny. so funny how like certain like how Issa and Molly's style is so different. Mm-hmm. Love it. Us. Yep. <laughs> that truly is us. So true. Our styles can intersect sometimes, which I'm happy about. Yeah. But yeah, looking forward to the rest of um, Insecure. Um, how many more episodes we got? That was five. Is it eight or no? I have no idea. I hope it's not just eight. Maybe ten. Let's pray for at least ten. Let us pray. All right. So we're moving on into this Dancing with the Stars. So Iman <laughs> Shumper and Daniela. They um they react to a historic Dancing with the Stars win. Sorry, I'm reading a fucking headline <laughs> of a CNN article. No, page six article. Historic. I'm like, why am I talking like this? Okay, so Iman is 6'5", and on Monday night, he became the only and the first NBA star to make it to the dance competition, and then he was the first one to win. So isn't that amazing? Happy birthday. He was light on his feet. 6'5"? He was like, he was like feet. a feather. That is crazy. Cause when you that tall, I'm just like, you at this point, you're dumb. Tell me about it. Iman, you're not this tall. <laughs> it's still hard for me though. It's hard to be but light you on my light feet. on your feet. You really light on your feet. I be trying, but it's hard. I feel like it takes a lot of like, maybe because I like run and stuff like that, that I'm a little bit lighter on my feet. But even when I'm doing certain dances, I'm like, yo, it's hard to get my knees up high because I'm so tall. I feel like. You just, it, it just takes more strength to do certain things when you're tall because your legs are so long. Yeah, yeah, no. So him, you. I'm like, he is a eh. 
lead. He was killing it. He was really killing it. And I know Tiana probably, they was practicing. She probably was like, my man is not going to be no damn loser. <laughs> no, she probably was like, you need to work on your like, you need to be quicker. Because I feel like she get really into performances. Exactly. So, yeah, that was, um, and uh, no disrespect, he looks so good. He's so damn fine. Oh, God. Respectfully. He's such a fine man. Oh, Christ. Lord. Christ on a cracker. Come on. Yeah. I'm so so sorry. It's it's everything. I'm sorry. It's it's the whole package. It's Oh, smile. sorry. I just was thinking about her smile. I'm it's sorry. Smile, I'm, it's the right, height, I'm sorry, 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 sorry. It's the complexion. It's the hair. It's the style. It's the energy. It's the love for his family. Like some he girls is, get all oh, the love. Oh God, some girls get all. He looked like he's. <laughs> man, he so smell sorry. real good. Oh, okay. Just, we gotta stop talking about this because. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Moving on. Moving Please. on. Because I felt like I was gonna start climbing up the wall soon. So I had. To. I'm so. Oh, I'm so sorry. No disrespect. No, respectfully. Respectfully. He's fine as hell. Uh, so he said that the whole win was dedicated to his mom because his mom loves Dancing with the Stars and mm-hmm. she was there supporting every week. Uh, the mom, his mom, and his father. But unfortunately, th- she was exposed to COVID and she had to quarantine, so she wasn't able to uh to make it. But um. I'm just, I'm so proud of him. He did just such a good job. If y'all have been checked out, he did. Iman on Dancing with the Stars, Iman and Daniela, like literally killed it. They had mm-hmm. great chemistry together. They were a good team. They they did. I loved it. And also, I love when men are not creepy. Mm-hmm. Like when they could just work with other women and it's not like mm, bump and grind. It really is. Like, unfortunately, it's really, really hard to come by in this like, in just any industry. So when you can find, like you said, a guy who's just respectful at work, not only will they um be just nice to you, but you can tell they'll they'll advocate if they saw some weird stuff happen mm-hmm. too. It feels good to know you like somebody has your back like that at work. I love really that. Shout out to him. Shout out to him. I just again, come on. The whole family is just fantastic. Junie. <laughs> uh Tiana, what's the baby's name? Rue. Rue? Okay. Yes. You said Rue? Yes. They mm-hmm. all look just they all look like each other at this point. They do. <laughs> so cute. All right. So let's get into Summer Walker. Um, she decided to get her face tattooed. So she posted a picture <laughs> of herself and her new man, or I'm sorry, it's a video. And they both have each other's name tatted. Like the guy has Summer tattooed over his eyebrow and on the side of her eye, she has Larry tattooed. And she just put um, a black heart emoji in the caption. Sorry, that emoji in the caption. <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess I'm, she's, no, the, the Karen is fighting to come out when I'm looking at these pictures of these people. I think that's what happened. Um, and it says best friend. Then she took to her story and said, moral of the story is, if you listen to in, to listen to my album, learn from your mistakes, pick yourself up, heal, find happiness, and most, most importantly, move on. First of all, anytime a bird start a sentence with moral of the story is, just understand that they completely missed the point of their own story. Just understand. Yeah. <laughs> moral of the story is, I ain't learned. 
That's what the moral of the story is. Because you, like, why do you have to, well, it's not, you know. I'm a clown. (laughs) (laughs) I look like a clown. Just forget it. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. That's how that is so like the thing is like you said earlier, Ima. I hate people. What did you say? You probably you say you hate when people love like are foolishly in love. Why can't you just love normally? Like that's how I felt when I look. Well, people just be dangerously in love all the time. It's like why can't you just take your foot off the gas and just like you know have a normal pacing relationship? Like people who just gotta like go go deep in the love. I'm like, they have no clue how unhealthy that is. Like, it's not healthy to just want to go spiraling into a dramatic whirlwind, wild love. Like, sometimes you just need to just have a nigga that you can go to Panera with. That's it. You got to cool it now. Cool it now. <laughs> That's literally the perfect song. <laughs> the perfect song. Like, literally. You hot, you hot ass. How can you just have a baby under one year old? And then get a new nigga name tattooed on your face. Like, that's sick. That is so crazy to me. I wouldn't need, I'm sorry, I'm not getting nobody name or anything. To, also, like, on your face. Like, that is, like, wow. Um, <laughs> whoa. It's prime real estate. It's right there. Um, why would you do that? Um, and, like you said, like, I be wanting to root for her. So, and I mean, she's not a bad, like, I'm not gonna say she's not a bad person, but I be wanting to root for her. Like, but like you said, Iman, she's so dedicated to looking dirty. It's and a I'm commitment. Just committed. It's a com- she's committed a to big, looking dirty, like, to just making herself look dirty. A big pet peeve of mine, a huge pet peeve of mine, especially as somebody who has tattoos. And honestly, all my tattoos look great. They look spectacular. Not yeah. gonna lie. Even my Friday the Thirteenth tattoo, yeah. which was like a thir- my thirty dollar tattoo. Um, all my tattoos look great. I am do. I'm not a rich person. I not even wealthy. Barely, you know, have money. Um, but <laughs> my t- <laughs> my tattoos look great, and. She is somebody that I don't understand why her tattoos look like that. They look terrible. And I feel like you are a pretty girl. Why are you like that's when when messing me, up her, her skin? Me, that's when my respectability politics come out. I'm like, you are a woman. Your tattoos should look pretty. And they don't. It, no, and it's just like I'm looking real close and I see some faded shit already on her face. And I swore she told somebody that she got a boyfriend name before London tattooed on like across her throat. She probably did. And so I was just like, if you would have got an L, let's say she got an L for London, like somewhere like on her yeah. pinky. Like one, wouldn't nobody really know what that meant. Two, it would have also worked for Larry. And three, it's just like, why on your face? It wouldn't have been on the face. It exactly. Been also... I don't, it's nothing wrong. Honestly, I do know, I don't, I don't encourage anybody to get anybody named tattooed on them, but people get matching tattoos with their partners. People get like names on like, you know, I know cousins who got hidden, 
guy's names, but you can easily cover it up. Like it just makes it more fun because you know, if this nigga fuck up, I can get it covered up. It was just a heat of the moment type of thing, but your fucking face, like you can't cover exactly. that up. Exactly. If a person with social anxiety, she sure does put herself in a position to be criticized a lot. <laughs> like I just no, don't understand. Why don't you go sit down like her or somebody, or even Ari Lennox is better at kind of keeping her life private, but she constantly putting herself out there and then she looking a mess. Like, did you see that thing with like that sweater thing on her head and she had this wide outfit on? I'm like, what is this? Like, why would you bring attention to yourself like this if you so damn shy? Yeah, I don't get it. Like, I just don't like that is just I just can't get over the tattoos looking dirty thing because like me I'm somebody that like I had scope like I had like one of my my first like big tattoos this artist I was following them since I was in college like for years looking at their work get progressively better and I finally was able to had the means to to get tattooed by them and I just was like I just take something very serious because this is gonna be on your body forever like literally forever um and it's just like I don't know, like let's say what I'm about to say gonna sound so bad. It's just like I just love being pretty, and <laughs> I don't know what she has against it. Like it's like she has all these issues with like mm-hmm. herself and self esteem. But like every time I look at her, I'm like she just wants to be a girl that she doesn't look like for whatever reason. Yeah, it don't like it, cause like she got a pretty voice, she got a pretty speaking voice, pretty face, so pretty. She just is so cute, like such a cutie for two. And I'm like the look don't match. No, like she want to, I think that that's where the Atlanta stuff kick in. Like, I think she want to look like, honestly, like Cardi B or like Joy, like Jada. Well, don't I, even look like that. No, no, no. That's why I'm, I'm going to change it. I think she want to look like Jada in them. Like she want to look like that brand of girl. And I'm just like, it just, she don't even look like that. Looking she look, right. She looks like somebody from like, like where are we from? Like somebody that like somebody that always want to fight like i know you girls like to tussle like she just like i don't i don't even think she looks like that i think summer looks like more of a um i think she looks a little edgier i think she looks like yeah, you she know a natu- look- edgy naturalista type of girl like i don't think that she looks um like instagram model boutique type look that she's going for but i think that's her beauty perception that's what i think it is i just it probably is yeah i, I would say if she just lean into like being a rock star i would love that yeah because when i first yeah. saw her that's what i thought she was doing and i was like oh um but yeah me too and i think it's something that like i like when people yeah you can have your personal style but also you got to take into account how you actually look. And that's when you start to realize like, okay, certain trends are not for me because it would not look like that on me. It wouldn't show up on, like that on me. I'm not that girl. Yeah. Me like with pastels. Certain, so, yeah. Like you're not a pastel girl and like certain really sexy outfits, like those Instagram boutique outfits. I'm like, it's not that there's anything wrong with it or that women don't look sexy. I wouldn't look good in it. I just wouldn't like my style is not, it's just, don't align with that my body type don't align with that and i just have to work with what works for me everything can't work for everybody summer needs to realize that but mm-hmm. um good luck to her and larry for the sake of her face i sure hope that they work out because i don't know how she would cover that up i'm tired talented girl exactly understand where where she is in real life you know yeah let's talk no about problem. the grammys Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm hating it. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So <laughs> we have some people who stole the show this year. Uh, we have Stephen Colbert apparently led all nominees with 11. So wait, I'm sorry. Oh, John, Stephen Colbert? No, I'm sorry. John Batiste, soulful musician who also serves as the band leader of the late night show with Stephen Colbert led among all nominees with 11. He celebrated nominations by pointing out on Twitter that his birthday is 11-11. Okay. I don't know who this guy is, but... No she, clue, you know, but congrats to you, Shorty. Congrats to you uh, for that 11. Um, so for record... Oh, other people who were like chart toppers with like a bunch of different nominations. It was her, well-deserved. Doja Cat, Cat. well-deserved. Billy. Eilish, well deserved. Olivia Rodrigo, don't know her music, but I she, hear her enough. Tic- I don't know if it's yeah, true. TikTok girl, the one who's like, Good for you. And then that driver's license song, I drive a long pleasure street. I don't know, none of this. Well, <laughs> it, was, it was before you start using TikTok like that. Okay, well, you know, shouts to her. It seems like she's been working. She's and Justin Bieber. Now, I'm concerned about that one because what was yeah. he doing besides what? jumping on that one uh, Essence song? Talking about somebody who dedicated to looking dirty. That's another one. Oh, what is yeah. wrong with your pretty ass? You are yeah, a pretty yeah. ass man. Yes. Be pretty. You are not Shia yeah. LaBeouf. He said, nah, too much for me. Let's yeah, get but even, dirty. you know what's funny? Even like Machine Gun Kelly looks clean to me. I'm sorry. He does. You think? Yeah. Mm. You I think Travis Barker do too. I was say, like you can be a rocker with looking clean. I was about to say, a cool to my mom. My mom think Travis Barker is the dirtiest looking person in the world. My mom think what? me. My mom think me and Travis Barker are the dirtiest looking people. Because <laughs> <laughs> we got tattoos. <laughs> but she, we know that she aggressively hates tattoos. <laughs> so it's like it don't even. It's she not looking at nothing don't else. Matter it at really all. don't matter. She says she pass out every time I get tattoo. <laughs> well. She must be passing out a lot because you really, it's so funny. You just go anyway. Like, oh, well. I really don't care. I'm literally an adult. <laughs> but yeah. um, Yeah. Travis Barker, he looks clean to me. Machine Gun Kelly, maybe I'm being biased because like he irritate me now. But yeah. yeah I don't know him. I don't be know. I don't know him. Do you remember when I was in love with Machine Gun Kelly? Girl, but I was not. <laughs> that was when that I was, was his... listening, but like I just was hearing, like I was soaking in all the tea you saw about him. That was his nigger era. That's I like, <laughs> like that he had a black black daughter. That I knew he was like doing certain things, but like honestly, nothing about him sticks to me because I just feel like he just is. And you're just, right for that. I just don't need to know anything about him. You know, you're right for that. You're so right. But just... yeah, he looks Justin Bieber. He looks filthy. <laughs> not trifling he look disgusting but yeah what i don't know if he right because you gotta like That's some true. people some people will be writing like that would be honestly um iman you definitely should do that i would like to write for people but iman would be a definitely um i want a, to a good ghostwriter i want to write for kaylani yeah I really do. That's the, that's the person whose name be in my head. Um, but yeah, sorry. I'm looking at, I just saw Lil Nas X name and it got me excited. Uh, so record of the year. It says, Abba, I'm sorry, y'all. I am going to pronounce some people's names um, incorrectly because I've never heard of them before. So if y'all I know, feel free to correct I'll, me. Yeah, yeah, correct me. Y'all correct me tomorrow. I'm sorry. Uh, John Baptiste Abba 
uh, Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga. Oh, the record of the year. I still have faith in you by Abba. Freedom, John Batiste, I think. I get a kick out of you, Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga. They still making music? (laughs) That nigga has like Alzheimer's. She's really no peaches, peaches. Justin Bieber featuring Daniel Caesar and giving out. Daniel Caesar came out of his shit right on time. Brandy Carlisle, Kiss Me More, Doja Cat featuring SZA, Happier Than Ever, Billy Eilish, Montero, Lil Nas X, Driver's License, Olivia Rodrigo, and Leave the Door Open, Silk Sonic. Honestly, it's a, a bunch of good ones in there. Um, Kiss Me More was like. Was pretty big, but I felt like leave the door open by Silk City and Lil Nas X. I heard that. <laughs> that Silk City. That's a restaurant here. Oh my bad. So Sonic. The hell. Whatever those uh, imposters are. <laughs> they said, "Oh, we gonna make this Negro music. I'm Y'all gonna like it." And guess what? I vibe with that shit. I'm sorry. I love it. I love Silk Sonic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, sorry. I just was looking at these mashed potatoes. I was like, yeah. But, um, uh, <laughs> Montero or what? What you think is going to win? For I feel like I think I think Montero is going to win only because he. Um, I feel like Little Nas X is present and like they like that when people are like present. Um. So I think he might win. I feel like honestly, it might be between oh, it might be between him and Olivia Rodrigo only because they dominated TikTok. Also, I think it better be Lil Nas X because like, I don't even know who Olivia Rodrigo is. Number one and two, because that's the number one reason why I think she shouldn't win over Lil Nas X, and because I felt like Lil Nas X put a little bit more into his song and the video in the video and everything else it's just yeah he did because i don't it, it pushed more boundaries for the culture like olivia rodrigo i'm not hating on that that child at all but i feel like what Lil nas x has done is something that has literally never been done before yeah and no, he true. deserves he's a every, pioneer every flower possible for just how how brave and different he is because it's really not easy like he just keeps getting shit and it really doesn't affect him at all and i love that he like does everything for the people who love him not for the people that's how i feel once i get some money i'm not gonna talk about what nobody says especially fucking little boozy like please i wish you're a loser like and more importantly you're not you're not getting you're not we're not mentioning the same you're not my dad that's how i feel not my dad A <laughs> uh, song of the year. Uh, I know this is your pick. Bad Habits by Ed Sheeran. Um, a beautiful noise. Alicia Emma. Keys featuring B- Brandy Carla. First of all, I did not know Alicia Keys came out with a song this year. Now uh, people, I feel like people just lying. Now they y'all making shit up, and it's all the music <laughs> I be listening to. I just need to sit on the board. I feel like Driver's License, Olivia Rodrigo, Fight for You, Her, Happier Than Ever, Billy Eilish, Kiss Me More, Doja Cat, SZA, Lita Dr. Open, Silk Sonic, Montero, Lil Nas. Essentially every person, because it's Peaches by Justin Bieber and Right on Time, Brandy Carlisle. Um, so I don't know who Brandy Carlisle is either. I'll have to look them mm-hmm. up. But I must say that if they're in their social justice bag, I think they're going to say fight for you by her to say, hey, look at us, DNI initiatives. But if they're not um, in that bag, they're going to do leave the door open or I think maybe kiss me more. Yeah, that song, I like it, but honestly, it gave me um, chills because it's a retail song for sure. Which one? Kiss me more. Yeah, I feel like the kids... 
and and like the non-blacks like that a lot. All on my tongue, California. I feel like I'm something. It's like, hey, welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> Album of the year. We are by John Batiste. Love for Cell, Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga. Justice, Justin Bieber, Planet Her, Doja Cat. Happier Than Ever, Billie Eilish. Am I saying her name right? Eilish? Eilish. Billie Eilish. Eilish. Sorry. No. Billie Eilish. Back of my mind. Her, Montero, Lil Nas X, Sour, Olivia Rodrigo, Evermore, Taylor Swift, Donda, Kanye West. I think it should be Planet Her. Um... Yeah, I haven't listened to Planet Her, but I know she was huh, she was putting her heart and soul in that, okay? Yeah, I actually haven't listened to all of Planet Her, but I've heard like a lot of the music on it and I just feel like it's it's so good. It's it's so good. Don't you can't really just be vibing out. Like she really, really just be vibing out. And I haven't heard the rest of these these projects, to be honest with you. Like I haven't heard any of these full things but i just wanted to be doja cat i just felt like i love playing to her and she was oh uh, yeah like first of all that video got me um yeah, you went off. like i love that song need to know i freaking love that song so much um that's all i need to know is that song like yeah <laughs> but yeah um i feel like doja cat and little Nas x worked the hardest i feel like um you know not to hamp not to hunker down on her, um, but I feel like Olivia Rodrigo definitely, um, uh, she was, uh, her, her song was popular on TikTok, so she didn't have to do much. It was popular with TikTok and it was popular with Twitter gays. So I feel like there was not much work that she had to do. Like she's. A I don't think that's girl. enough. I don't think that's it's enough. Not, right it's now not. It's not. But she's a pretty to, to be trended on TikTok. Exactly. But it's, for some people, that's in, like the industry. Like they want. They like. Okay, is it this? Like on TikTok. Like come on, let's do that. But anyway, I think because um, she's a pretty girl, um, she. Also, her song, I forgot what the fuck song. Oh, I forgot one of her songs. I think it's that Good for You. It's like, it kind of reminds me of Paramore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just feel like she just is not really giving. I feel like it's like we definitely have seen this before. And I know that, you know, she's somebody that, um, like, she's definitely, again, she's not my, the target audience for me, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. it comes to, you know, this shit and when like working hard i feel like people who work hard should get like not people that just rest i feel like she just rest on pretty rest on pretty and rest on tiktok where lil nas x and like uh doja cat literally been up at these award shows performing giving us different sets giving us different this giving us and like doja cat literally tweeted about how tired and stuff she were but they have been working i think that they all might have been working hard but i think they were working harder and not just them, yep. everybody in this category. Like, I think that they weren't just famous on TikTok, these people. They were actually, like, being streamed on, like, other platforms and probably being paid, played on the radio and stuff. I don't know. I could be, like, a boomer about this Olivia Rodrigo person because I'm not really into the TikTok thing. But, like, I just feel like Lil Nas X and Doja Cat, her, all these yeah. other people were working just a little bit harder, but especially those two. Yeah, it's a, but it's a shame that that's like a big deciding factor too. Um, it's becoming now with um, like it's something like how can this go big on TikTok, and that's why that that girl who I can't stand, Tay Money, was able to make that song. I understood the assignment because it's like that 
well, first of all, it was like a phrase that people were saying on Twitter. And then somebody saw that and then they took it to, um, they took it to whatever her writers, whatever took it to her. And she was able to have that song because like the more plays it gets and stuff like that on there that like, you know, that's money. That's like, um, it's like, cause it's on a constant loop, a constant stream. So I feel like that is becoming a big factor. Cause I noticed even with some artists that I enjoy, I feel like some of their music has changed and it's kind of like trying to be like more TikTok focused. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, I love Rico Nancy music, but I feel like some of her newer stuff is like kind of like TikTok focused mm-hmm. and um, not surprised because she's under Atlantic. Um, everybody knows they're evil. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> Never mind. Um, Moving on. Sorry. Moving on. Um, Well, cannot believe I said that. Let's get into the best pop vocal. (laughs) Best pop vocal album. I was like, let's skip some of this stuff because it's like, do we really care? Um, Justice by Justin Bieber, Planet Her, Doja Cat, Billie Eilish, Positions, Ariana Grande. Uh, sorry, Happier Than Ever, Billie Eilish, Positions, Ariana Grande, Sour, Olivia Rodrigo. I'm going to say Positions by Ariana Grande because I fucking love that album Damn, I so forgot. Much. I feel like that came out eons ago. Love it. And that's something that was, it like went off on TikTok, but it's also quality. Ariana Grande is a vocalist. So her things are, yes. Like, see, that's what I think people not think about. Some people, they're going to be popular on TikTok, but they're also going to be popular everywhere else because it's just that quality music. It really is. Mm-hmm. It's true. Like, that's where Ariana Grande and SZA and Doja Cat give us like, you can argue that they came out prior to that time, but there are also artists like Giveon who's, you know, in some of these categories who kind of came out during the height of TikTok and chose to not be a TikTok artist. Yeah, I, like, and I'm not familiar with his music, Giveon. Yeah, but like essentially, it's just it's just an example of somebody who is in the this, uh, who's in the Grammys and not necessarily popular on TikTok. Yeah. It's because he's a vocalist and he can actually be heard without being forced to be and listened to, you know, yeah, a lot yeah. of times people don't even make noises on TikTok because they like it is because they know that's a better chance of their video getting discovered. So it's like the popularity on TikTok don't even have to be about the quality as much as just everybody else doing it. And I want my video to be seen. So true. Um, also yeah. Oh, best rap performance. Oh, sorry. Best rap album. Let's go there. It just was no girls in that category, and I didn't really like that. So I was like, why don't we want to talk about it? Yeah. I can just go through it real quick. It's a J. Cole album. It's Drake. It's Nas. Tyler the Creative. Kanye West. Hope Tyler the Creative win. You know? I can't believe there's no women in there, because women carry rap. Um, so it's in the best rap performance. I think that like I don't know if Megan Thee Stallion's projects were considered albums or like I don't know. So that's why I was like, hmm, maybe that's why. And like no one else really dropped. Uh, did, who dropped the album besides like Doja Cat? And they're considering her pop. Yeah, Doja Cat is pop. <laughs> yeah, but I know like at first for me she was like a rapper, but she's pop star now. Yeah, I think she definitely is a pop star. But like who else? Like what women like dropped? It wasn't album. Well, wait, what year did it come out? I don't Which know. And that's another thing. I'm getting the years confused. Yeah, because City Girls, City on Lock. City on Lock. That's so funny. I can pull so, it up. It came, City on Lock came out 2020. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So like that should be, stuff. but that should be considered 
City on Lock should be considered for the Grammys because it came out in 2020. You know they're not going to get it. They're not even going to consider an album by rappers like them in Best Rap Album, which is sad because I feel like like a lot of um like a lot of even like men who would be rapping like the City Girls probably wouldn't get recognized by the um Grammys, which is sad because they're Cowards. the ones who have a hold on the culture the most. Not these other albums. Like nobody really was talking about J. Cole album. Nobody was talking about Drake. Nah, it's hard to create a kind of people was talking about fucking Meek Mill album. They were talking about the City Girls album. Like if you're gonna keep it about rap, they weren't talking about these albums. These are the most respectable rappers that you guys can think of. That's how I feel. It's mm-hmm. a lot of respectability politics. Um best rap performance. Uh, Family Ties, Baby Keem, Kendrick Lamar, Up, Cardi B, My Life, J. Cole, 21 Savage, and Murray. Never seen that performance. Way Too Sexy, Drake, Future, Young Thug, and Thought Shit, Megan Thee Stallion. I think it's between Megan and Cardi. I think this who probably going to win. i never seen a Way Too Sexy performance, but I hope you're right. Neither have I. Is it a performance, like in a video, or is it like a live rap, rap performance? I don't know if that's considered a music video. I don't, yeah, I don't know what that means. The perf- rap perform- like performance. I don't know what that means. All right. Best um, R&B song. Damage by Her. Good Days by SZA. Heartbreak Anniversary. Giveon. Leave the Door Open. Silk Sonic. Pick Up Your Feelings. Jasmine Sullivan. Uh, I wanted to be Jasmine Sullivan. I haven't listened to any because I told y'all I've just been listening to the City Girls, but I think that um, I think Silk Sonic probably will win. That's I, I know you. So, I know. I know you're right, though. Yeah, like, I think you're correct. And now that you said that, that's probably what's going to happen. But I do think that that's a huge slap in the face to Jasmine Sullivan. Oh, for sure. You know, just got to let the record show. But I think that you are absolutely correct, and it's more likely to be them mm-hmm. because that's that's how it is. You know, that's just how it is. Yep. That's um, not so a table we'll turn. S- we'll see. I'm looking forward to the gowns as always. Um, and we'll see. We will see y'all. We gonna see. All right, let's get into this sunken place real quick. You know, so many of you may know that the movie King Richard came out starring, uh, Will Smith and Mm -hmm. it's based on the true story of Serena, um, and Venus Williams father, Richard Williams. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this movie came out because it has been a known fact that, Serena and Venus, their father has been, has played a major part in their success. Like he was just relentless. He had a strong personality. And while he was a flawed individual, he did everything in his possible his power to make sure that his daughters were, um, who they are today. Like he, you know, was behind that. Uh, Venus and Serena actually executive produced this film about their father, um, and they just were really, really proud of it. They were intentional about it because it's their dad. Mm-hmm. Why, after the movie was released, like a bunch of like you know quote unquote feminists uh, claimed that it was sexist for the movie to be named King Richard um, because it was about Venus and Serena. So, for example, this is a one example of a tweet. Some woman says, did they seriously make a film called King Richard about the success of Serena and Venus Williams, but it's about their dad, Richard? I get this has annoyed people, but I genuinely didn't expect a film about two of the most powerful, successful, and amazing black female athletes to be named after a man or center a man. I would have loved this film to be all about them and not a man. That is 
that's it literally that's it really so go ahead i know you got a mouthful y'all are constantly the the thing that kills me is like this is how um i don't i don't know what the proper phrase is to say because i know it's not okay to say tone deaf anymore but the yeah, you can't read the. Uh, they never read the room where you try to take up for quote unquote marginalized people, but then you speak over them. It is a movie that they literally made for their dad. Like it was in they, um, they uh, oh my god, what the fucking word am I looking for? They, you know, oh they to them they owe their success to their dad because you know if it wasn't for him they wouldn't have gotten to tennis. If it wasn't for him they wouldn't you know have the tenacity that they have and like things like that. Like he really shaped them and they loved their dad. You know, like you said, even though he was a flawed individual, had other kids. You know, but then but that's not what we're here to talk about. Um, it's really not. It's not what the yeah. movie is about. That's yeah, not, not what they chose to. Exactly, and they love, they have a different view of their father. Like, you know, everything is just not, you know, black and white and stuff like that. And some people love their parents. Sorry. (laughs) Like, yeah, like, like, sorry. Like, just some people love their parents. Like, that's what it is, you know? And I feel like also white people have a different view of family. Um, So it's definitely have a definite a different view of family like i have noticed that for some times like white people see family as transactional like things with their family is a transaction um as to like for instance um you know in the black community like we we will give our parents you know money or help out with bills and stuff like that and won't expect anything for in return and i feel like for instance like white people are will are like more liable to like dock their print they're like yeah you owe me this you do that you or i feel that. like because of the cultural circumstances it's just the other way around like i feel like if people are fortunate enough to be able to get money from their parents like uh sometimes whiteness has afforded the opportunity for the relationship to be the parent gives to the child right yeah. and i feel like our culture has kind of positioned us in a place where it's like yeah but we're kids but we also take care of our parents too right Mm -hmm. so i just feel like that's not the same story for all of us but it's rooted deep in our culture to the point where the repaying of your parents is just a huge thing for us like you repay your parents because it's hard i think for black black parents navigating this world as black people themselves, but also fighting viciously for their kids. And I think that they saw that in their father. I know I see that in my dad. Yeah. And it's kind of like what you were saying earlier with like, maybe like sometimes white people just be so shocked that black people will dedicate things to their father. Exactly. Like, I, Have, Cause I was like telling Ima earlier, like, cause like my dad has been present in my life for, since I was born. Like I have never known a life without him being present. And um when I was like in elementary school and stuff like that, my dad would like show up to like parent teacher stuff. Um like more because like it was like a, the work schedule thing or like but also like my mom would show like if since I was around both parents like one would show up to one thing the other would show up to another thing it was like that it was like no big deal um and if my dad showed up for something or my I put my dad on an emergency contact or something like that teachers and white teachers would be like 
um, where's mom? Like very curious as to why my dad was so present as if it was like something wrong with my mom or like something up. And like my mom has never been somebody that's like, you know, been or I never even seen my mom drink until like last year. Like But so, even if she did, like why are you so nosy? Exactly. You know, even if she did, like people they would always make it seem like like, oh, so like why isn't mom? They wanted here? the tea. Like, that whatever. was suspicious to them. Exactly. There's always oh, gotta be a reason. And for him it was here. Exactly. It was literally the only reason why I put my dad down for my emergency contact even to this day is because he answered his phone. It's not that big of a deal. Like my mom <laughs> is notorious for not answering her phone Same. because she is just not on her phone like me and my dad. Like so I always put my dad down, my dad or Iman as emergency contacts because they answer their phone. Um, and my mom just don't, it's not that deep. Like they will always try to make it seem like, Oh, like why isn't that? I'm like, yeah, mama. And my, it was a time when I was younger, when my mom didn't have, this is like, you know, before everybody had a cell phone, my mom didn't have a phone and my, and my mom didn't have a phone and my dad did. So it was just not, she had a landline. So I'm like, it's not that serious. Like they tried to make it seem like it was something like crazy going on. So it's like, stuff like that and i feel like i took personal offense to the, to this these women being like so why cuz it made it seem like they were trying to you know again nobody's parents you know the perfect person but they were like trying to it felt like they were trying to like villainize him like everybody also everybody that's successful didn't have a parent that was like joe jackson or something like that yeah like they were just like it was like they were very shocked that they're like oh like this they like it's like they tried to make me like oh did he do something to them like are they scared like blink twice if you need help it was like something like that and i'm like are you saying this because he is a black man like you know i felt like it was definitely they were saying that because you can't believe that a black man uh, took care of his you know children i don't know what the other circumstances we don't know the circumstances with the other children we don't know um, yeah i also heard um like there were some like there were some like black women blogs saying some think pieces and i feel like we get to think it's our it's a cultural issue for real for real and they almost understood the nuances better because instead of them saying um is it sexist to name this King Richard? It was just talking about the dynamic between like uh sometimes flawed black men in the black community. Like just that mm-hmm. dynamic between like wanting to put somebody on a pedestal but then looking at the other things they did. Like it was just like kind of break broken down in that way because you could do the same thing to Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. You could do the same thing to a lot of like <laughs> you know, black men that we've all like, you could do that to Jay-Z, you could do that to all these different people, but it do come down to the fact that like, all right, what they have done on the grand scheme of things was not our business. You know, that was like a, a domestic thing. And it, it, there are boundaries to how involved we should be as the public. Like mm-hmm. we just, we can't get into certain things. It's just not your business. He never was married to you. He never was your dad. He don't really owe you anything. But what he did for his children was what he did. Exactly. And he did damn good by, you know, them too. Did you see Uh, that clip when that man was trying to put doubt in her head and he kept like... I love that. That is definitely... He was ahead of his time for that one. Mm Mm-hmm. He was ahead of his time. And I feel like that's something my dad would do and that's something your dad would do. So I understand mm-hmm. it is. those that with that strong black man. I remember my dad told this one lady, like, you don't comment on nothing she's wearing. You don't tell her what to eat because the woman said I look like I was unhealthy. So he got on a nurse and was like, you don't tell her what's healthy and what's not healthy because you don't feed her. Me and her mom take care of her. And the, what, another 
lady hurt my feelings in second grade and my dad told us you look like a bird in those glasses and I couldn't <laughs> believe it but like that's a, I got the type of dad where if you come for me he coming for your neck gloves off so it's just like to, that that type of character I just I just love I want more of it I love to see it exactly because like my dad did that one time when this lady in high school tried to say that i was being a follower and my dad was like my daughter is a lot of things but a follower she is not you mm-hmm. that's some you you got her confused with somebody else and that's true i've never been a follower if i've done anything it's because i wanted to do it yeah good or bad like <laughs> good really wanted to do it. <laughs> also sorry high school one teacher told my parents to their face you know, I'm with her eight hours a day, five hours a week. I technically, I know her better than you. My dad said, I'm going to stop you right there. You don't never know my child better than me. And I want to clarify that because if you start thinking you know my child better than me, you're going to start thinking you could discipline my child better than me. And can't nobody, don't nobody discipline my child but me and her mother. That lady was like, no, 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 I'm not saying my dad was, I'm going to stop you right there. You don't tell me that you know my daughter better than me. And I'm like, but that's how these people be. They think that they could just talk to black parents as if they don't care and love their child, like in the same degree as like other parents do. And it's just like, if anything, they probably love us harder. They think about our safety more because they know how hard it could be. Exactly. So yeah, just pipe down is what I guess what we're saying. Pipe down. Pipe down. Can't wait to watch the film. I'm excited for it. Same. And mind your business. And, like, this is what happens when you, like... Because some things are, like, you know, again, like, cultural and stuff like that. Like, how you said the black women wrote the article. Like, you know, the how it's, you know, complicated. And I get that. I get that. But they don't. They just want to talk, talk, talk. Exactly. Exactly. Just... If you don't want to watch the movie, just say that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, let's get into the common (laughs) senses, right? Let's jump into it. So this common sense is the theme is called love games. Um, <laughs> it's not really about anything in particular, just a bunch of things we want to get off our chest and vent about. And in doing that, we're going to be talking about how we just have come so far and we're just noticing stuff, realizing things and just growing. And this is a huge, just transitional time. Like just, there's a difference between adolescence love and early 20s love, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, you when you're adolescent, like, it don't matter where a guy works or it doesn't even matter if he has a job at all because you're kids and money isn't really important. All that's important is hanging out and having a crush and being cute and texting. That's all that matters. But then, mm-hmm. you know, have something happens like in your 20s, regardless of what you decide to do jobs mean more finances mean more like focusing on your future and then you go ah i can't date anybody who's just doing anything anymore regardless of if Mm -hmm. they're cute and then it goes even deeper when you start to get a little bit older like right now this like 20 transitioning into 30s phase where it's not even about how you look. It ain't about your job. It's about your your morals, what you want for the future, if we align. It's just so many things that we have learned from and realized. And we just wanted to talk about it, vent, share, and reflect, and just get that out there. So the first part, I guess, is just talking about we now realize some of the games people play. <laughs> huh. it's, a, it's a scene in Girlfriends where Joan was like, you know, at like 18, I think she said like at 18, I would have believed you. At 
at, at 25, no, 25, I would have believed you. At 30, I, I might have believed you. But at 35, it's a hell no. Like, I don't yep. believe nothing you're saying. And I'm like, yeah, that's, I feel that heavy. Like, certain times when you're younger, you'll go, I mean, he could still like me. He's just not messaging me. Or he could still like me, but he's uncertain because of this reason. Or he mm-hmm. could, still, like, by the time you start getting to 30, 35 is like, oh, it's a hell no. Mm-hmm. Definitely don't like, care, respect, or know how to treat me mm-hmm. if this is what you're doing. And mm-hmm. I don't have to, like, I don't take have it. to, you know, take this. I really don't. Mm-hmm. No, and we were real. just talking about how, like, we, um, like, just some of the games that people used to play and just putting it out there and sharing, like, that shit ain't normal. It's really not normal. <laughs> you niggas are strange, strange birds. Yeah, and like so, and it's not all their fault, right? Because sometimes I'm like, yeah, sometimes some guys done some things to me that were strange, but they were being kind of themselves, and I wasn't taking a hint. Mm -hmm. Like there was one person who just did not want to give me any energy, really, but they were saying like, you know, I want to, but it's just so much going on in my life right now, so I can't. And I was just like, okay, cool. Well, if you can't, you can't move on. But then when that person looked like they were coming around, despite what they said, I would feel hopeful. Like, oh yeah, like we could do this. Like, let's go. You know, I'm ready Mm -hmm. for it. Instead of just saying, just believe in people. Just believe in people. So it's like, it's a, it's a people show you who they are. Believe them. Believe them. Cause it's easy to say, well, I would never do that to somebody. So I don't think that that person is doing it to me. Like I know I'm someone who, if I don't like somebody, I'm gonna let them know at the beginning because I don't want them putting that energy into me and I know I can't reciprocate it. That makes me feel guilty. So I have literally told people like, you know, you're a great person, but it's just a no. And I'm sorry, but I don't want to waste your time. Mm -hmm. You have clarity. You can never lie and say, I didn't tell you why I ghosted you. I try my best not to do that unless I feel like disrespected or the person's not getting a picture. Mm -hmm. But some folks won't do that. They will literally lead you on because they are not good people. One, because a good person won't do that to you. They won't, they won't put getting attention over your feelings. Yes. Um, and two, that, that attention does something for their ego. Some people are literally getting by off of the attention that romantic partners give them. Like that's a type of person you need yep. to watch out for. Exactly. Also, like, that's why when people like, and people are like, oh, he always going to come back to me. Yeah, they come back. Sometimes people come back because another person don't want to deal with their shit. And they're like, I know who will. So they mm-hmm. come back. Um, and I realized that, um, and I'm realizing that because as I still, even now, cause I'm like, you know, certain people, I'm like, oh, I thought you would have been like, I've been distanced, but I'm like, I've been distant, but I'm like, you coming back, talk to me. And I'm like, oh, that's because like whoever else is not, you know, no, the shit you pull and they not trying to deal with it. Exactly. Exactly. So it's just like. So it's not about you, really. It's It's never about you. It's never about you. Essentially, it's about them and their ego. That's real. And sometimes I just wonder, like, why people are the way they are. Like, for sure. Mm -hmm. Like, can't lie. Like, I definitely think that, like, damn, like, how can some people be so, like, cold or so manipulative? It's just so disconnected from, like, the feelings of other folks. But then I just remember that people aren't taught to be compassionate sometimes and Mm -hmm. they just go through life 
using people. They go mm-hmm. through life using like all their relationships are transactional. Mm-hmm. Like they come to people trying to get something that they can't get on their own, can't stand on your own two feet. So let mm-hmm. me go get this attention from this woman. Let me help her build me up. Let me get help her validate. And that's when I start noticing a lot of people are emotion emotional and attention leeches. They will drain mm-hmm. you, drive your attention leeches. And it's no it's no different in my opinion than having sex with you than than leaving you. Mm-hmm. They use you for something and then they shut the door. It's a manipulative thing. And you may not be aware of it the first time it happened. Cause I know that's what the issue was with me. I just wasn't aware that this type of person existed. But once you sense that shit, you got to shut the door. Yeah, it's very, very freaky. You're crazy and they're kooky. Yeah, because it's just like people. <laughs> nature versus nurture like people really like their upbringing is like you said is very you know some people is just very transactional it's very like and also some people like they have one idea of how for instance okay talking about men they have an idea of how men should act they should be nonchalant they should be not romantic they should be or like they have an idea of what girl what the girls like first of all i am almost 30 years old i don't like i'm realizing at first i was like oh i like people that are like not not nonchalant but i was lying to myself because my love language is words of affirmation if i if my love language is word is like my main um love language is words of affirmation and quality time why the hell am i being around somebody who is nonchalant who literally says I don't give people compliments. Like, first of all, even if that wasn't my love language, that's still just like a mean thing to say. Um, So why would I want somebody? Why would you fight so hard to let them know that you do? Yeah. So why would I, you know, even put up with that? Um, And the, um, I was going to say, and the (laughs) the truth is, it's because um, sometimes we get stupid. Sometimes we get silly, get silly. (laughs) And also like you try to see, you're like, Oh, like here's the thing. People can change. They can. But when it's something like that, like for instance, okay, I'm gonna give you an example. Like, um, I will say, um, I'll use my ex as an example. My, when we first got together, my ex really like, he, thought that I was just like everything like he always like validated my love languages like always wanted to be around me like whatever we like humor and mesh and all stuff like that he was always like about me like from the first time we got together you know but if somebody is not if that love and all that stuff like that it's not there from the beginning it's never going to be there Mm-mm. you have to realize that people can like for instance if somebody is um you know if somebody doesn't know how to necessarily communicate um if they're like and or if they are somebody that constantly feels attacked um when you bring up bring up something or like they don't just know how to communicate their feelings without like you know getting up upset upset or something i feel like they can change somebody something like that like with talking and just being around somebody different i feel like people like that are more liable to change but if somebody is not validating you showing you love respect of they're resistant they're resistant that i feel like that is something that will never change like no something that will never change and that's something that unfortunately like i just was learning um that i have just learned and now i'm like okay that is what i need to look out for because you know somebody that 
I was talking to for like a year and I really liked them. Um, and they made it clear that, you know, they didn't want this. You didn't want that. And like something in my mind was like, oh, like, you know, maybe they can change. Maybe it can be, you know, this, like that. And it's like, no, like, you know, this person is just never, this is just how they are. And you have to take it and you have to leave or leave it. And I decided to leave it because, you know, it was, um, it was just making me feel like not so good. Um, and it's a shame, you know, couldn't, um, maybe in the future we could be friends or something like that. But I just, the way that we communicated, the way that we, um, emotionally did not mesh, um, yeah, even at, real. even on a friend level, um, cause like even like on a friend level, I'm still like, I feel like I'm still like, I'm not the most affectionate person, but I'm still affectionate. Um, and I'm still like caring, like whatever, like me and Iman call each other and I'll be like, Hey, Miss Mamas, like something like that. Or like, Hey, what's up, boo? Like Pookie, like something like that. And if I, and if I can't be like that with you, like in a relationship, then what's like, what the hell? Like like, I got pet names for my best friend, but I can't have pet names for my man because you, the thing is, it's just start, it's just got to say it out loud when it really comes down to it. Some men don't like or some people don't want to be in a relationship they don't want to experience love and when you sense that from somebody just you gotta keep going it's not your fault it, you, you just your whole point to get into a relationship is or, or when you start a relationship is to dig and get to know the person and all you can do is dig until you find something that keeps encouraging you to keep going or it encourages you to stop it's mm-hmm. not your fault. Like I often feel like it's my fault when I like don't see or know somebody is a certain way from the beginning, instead of just saying to myself, like, you didn't know that, like you just, they seem normal. And that's why you continue. Like it's their fault for being like a bad person. It's mm-hmm. their fault for not, you know, being nice and for being broken and not even trying to help themselves or see your perspective. That's not your fault. But um, my whole point of saying all that, I'm like forgetting it. It's just that when somebody is a bad, they don't want the same thing as you just keep it put, keep it moving because that's how you can get off the track of what you really want and just start accepting things that don't look like what you actually want. How often is like what we want out of a relationship versus what we're getting completely different is because mm-hmm. people don't have the ability to not look at, to look at what's going on in front of them and say, this doesn't align with my vision of love this doesn't feel good why am i here oh because i'm afraid of being alone or because i'm afraid of like losing this person or because or whatever i'm afraid i won't get chosen by anyone else i don't know but it's just like that that's really important to look at somebody to see like do y'all want the same love and relationship because sometimes you can find yourself really wanting a happy family life and you with somebody who just real broke like really 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 just broken. broke it because like honestly i was holding on because i'm like oh this nigga fine tall vegan i'm like let me hold on they don't even like me <laughs> don't like himself if nigga you really hates me get. bro <laughs> Hates himself if you really want to. Anyway, moving on. Because <laughs> you know, that's always my thing. They, you, the hate you get is just definitely, you know, some, some extra, some extra hate spilling off the hate that they give to themselves. But hey, you know, it doesn't feel great either way. Um, the next thing that we want to talk about is just like being a savage, right? There are some people who are upfront with their emotions and they say certain things like, we kind of talked about it. I don't want to be in a relationship. I don't like, and we continue to go on. 
And you kind of need to be accountable when you do that. Like, if you're not, if you're not that savage type of person to know that, all right, I'm going to just keep going with him because I know I'm talking to 13 other people anyway. Just, it's okay to be honest and saying that not, not this time. I can't do that. There are some times where I can talk, I can have a whole, you know, start and five of people I'm talking to at one time. Then there's one, sometimes where this one person is the winner. It's like the clear winner. And I'm like, nope, whatever that person does is going to affect my move for the rest of this day. Mm -hmm. So I really can't even play around with nobody else because if he break my heart, I can't go on a date with you. Yeah. No, real shit, real shit. It's, uh, you know, your main man that just be like, if you say yes, all these niggas will be gone by midnight. I swear to God. <laughs> okay. If there you he... apply or pressure. some Cinderella shit. If yes. you apply Pumpkin. pressure, poof, these niggas is gone. Okay. Her. Like, do you understand? So it's just like, when you know that that's how you feel about somebody, don't try to be no savage and just take and convince yourself to just take what they can get. Like there was yeah. one person where I knew, like, first of all, my number one rule, I don't have sex with anybody unless I know I won't, I, like, I know I will never regret it going good or bad because mm. sex can be emotional experience for me, depending on who is with, especially if it's somebody that I really, really like. Yeah. Oh, oh God, it's a different thing. Like I'm hooked. I need to talk to you. We need to get breakfast in the morning. But if I don't like you, I can really leave like right after this. And that's I just, that's for everybody. And you got to know yourself, know the type of person. There was one person I or a few people I've just held out on because I knew something in my heart was just like, I don't feel like you're committed to me like I just don't feel like you're committed to me and I can't do this because I'm going to be so emotionally attached and I know now that you're not committed like you're not committed to me at all yeah you got to know when you can't do it and don't do it because you'll feel used and you'll feel used when it was the right and was on the wall literally they told Mm -hmm. you like I don't want anything else so you have to just think about that yeah, because I thought that I was a savage, like, I'm not a savage person, I thought, but, like, sometimes um, <laughs> I realize that I am just um, emotionally detached um, out of mostly for protecting myself, so sometimes I just, like, numb myself, but I am not a savage person. Even with that being said, I'm not a savage person, um, and I don't want to, like, I was going through a phase where I'm like, yeah, I want to hurt these niggas' feelings, like, I want them that. to feel how I feel but I'm like I would feel so guilty and like that's the sign like no matter how I'm not I just I don't have it in me like I just don't have it in me yeah no seriously and I don't even be caring to put my energy there it's very much like performative yeah because when I said it after I said it I'm like I don't really mean this like I (laughs) I just was upset in a moment yeah, I just feel like the only way I'm savage is, is is in the way that I can just move on from one person to the next when I'm not really invested and I only yeah, care no, from time part. to time. Now that I know you see, you see me on that, but <laughs> yeah. when it comes to like playing people and getting laughs, I just I just think that that's just weird. Like, what do you gain from hurting other people? Exactly. So I would on people who ain't cut you. Like, I think exactly. that that's terrible. And I don't, yeah, I agree. That's weird. Yeah, I would never. Um, yeah, I would never do that try to um yeah it's it's whack now if you do something to me that's a different story all bets are off yeah but, all bets because um, i yeah you gonna feel how i feel <laughs> at least even half of it you got to feel that way 
But um, <laughs> I definitely feel like now we're both at a phase where we're like, oh my God, I know that only happened like a few months ago, but what the fuck was I thinking? No, like, real shit. Like could be happening so fast. Because that's why I was like, oh, we could talk about this today. Because I'm like, yo, I literally was just thinking about this. I'm like, what was I doing? Like, I really thought this nigga was going to change. Like, I really was like, oh, like, ooh, when I, when I met you, you was me. You didn't let nobody in, mm-hmm. but you let me in. And it's like, yep. no, bitch, you're just, you not special like you just (laughs) you're not that girl i just came back from the day and guess what you're not that girl (laughs) y'all i'm listening to will smith's autobiography and he says some shit about like be careful about just getting too deep into your fantasies because the Mm -hmm. deeper you are into your fantasies the harder reality is going to hit Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. and i'm like a lot of balls deep damn if that's not the truth because i was in deep Okay, and I felt like when that reality hits you, it's just like that same intensity as like mm-hmm. the fan. And I was like, oh my god, I was delusional. Like, right, this is crazy. delusional. But now I really like, and it's sad because I was delusional and two years before this. But I'm like, every time I'm like, it's not going to get me again. But I feel like, okay, I feel like this really was the last time because I was a little less delusional. Well, I know it ain't my last time. I, Cause that's gross. <laughs> the thing is, I don't be making the same mistake. Exactly. I do be making different and better mistakes, if that you know makes sense. But like after each time, after each time, I so get my feelings hurt. I'd be like, "Wow, oh my god!" Like, I can't so believe I, it. I feel like I was more broken up about it last time. Like, I, I'm not as broken up about it um, this time. And I'm also like not being like, oh, like that, like before, um, also maybe I'm being biased because the last time like they had like this person told me they didn't want nothing and then they ended up getting a girlfriend. Um, that's a long story. Um, but I feel like I'm not broken up about it because I don't know what this person, like I'm not invested at all. I truly removed myself. And also I realized that no matter how much also, again, I said this before, say it again. I, when it comes to looks, I am very, that is something I gotta watch out for because I get stupid. Like when I think somebody is attractive, like gorgeous or whatever, I get like, get silly. Like all my, (laughs) I'm just, all I see is like, you are beautiful. Like I just, and also like, if I like your voice, like I get stupid. So I have to watch out for that. But I feel like, but when, but like money is success, mm, I was like, if I think you got a good job, I'd be like, (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly so i um so yeah i have to watch that but again i'm not that broken up and i feel like like last time i felt like which is like stupid looking back i felt like i was like kind of a loser like, i'm just like oh this person which is crazy because that person's a loser but like yep. now i don't feel like that i just was like we are like it was a hard pill to spot up i'm like we just not meant to be like you are i would be even if you you know was like, all right, I want to be with you. I would be miserable because you don't love the way that I want to be loved. And that is like the very, at the core, that is like what it is. Like you don't love the way I want to be loved. You actually make fun of the way that I want to be loved. You make me feel stupid. And also you make me feel uncomfortable when I ask for things. And I just like, you just don't make me feel loved in general. Yeah, but what, what, why is the standard so low for partners? Because it's like, you know, if you had a friend that made you feel that way, they would not be your friend. It would be no exactly. questions asked. Exactly. So it's just like, yo, it's just the, what messaging 
do we get? Like, why do the wires get crossed? Sometimes? And I don't like that. And that's why I have a hard time, like, with partner stuff, because the way my friends treat me is like, I'm like, yo, like, this, like, if my friends does my friends do X, Y, and Z for me. Like the fact that like even though it's something small, like everybody know because I won't shut up about it. It's the fact that like I am gluten intolerant now. Like I Iman was like, Oh, we can get a pizza from Whole Foods instead. Cause it was like that pizza looked good as shit. I would have risked it for it. But anyway, <laughs> um a pizza from Trader Joe's, which was not gluten free. And so Iman was like, Oh, like, you know, we'll just go to Whole Foods and we can get the the day of pizza because I know that's gluten free. And I'm like, that was something so small that but it just meant a lot. Also, like you cooked and like you made like straight up like vegetables and stuff like that. And like I said, like I said, I left your house and I didn't feel sick and I didn't feel like I was asking for too much. It was just like like whatever it was just like you know simple you know and it's just like it's crazy because little shit like that like some it's crazy because like a lot of people well men don't be doing it like i just I remember- feel like when you care for people you want to make sure that like to me it would bother me knowing that something you ate could potentially hurt your stomach and i'll be spending the rest of the day probably being like i wonder if her stomach hurt so it's like how about you make sure that her stomach doesn't hurt as best as possible by like trying to get things that are gluten-free it's just that simple because you should be uncomfortable when people you care about are suffering in any way and i think that that to me is like the key like if you're talking to somebody and they're not tapped in or or to like you're you just can't trick yourself and believe in that somebody care about you when their actions don't align. And exactly. it becomes easier when you have people in your life who do care for you. Exactly. Cause like, I remember the last time I was with this person who I was just like, it's funny. Cause like, I was crazy about them in my mind, but like they wouldn't eat. They probably was like, yo, what you like me like that? Um, but cause I didn't feel like, um, I didn't feel comfortable enough to express that I had liked them. Cause I knew it wouldn't be reciprocated or I knew they would get weird. But anyway, um, one night I was at his place and I was like, um, I, uh, I was like, um, I'm thirsty. Like my water bottle had ran. Everybody know I always carry around my fucking hydro flask water in it, but it ran out. And he was like, Oh, like you don't got a little bit of water in there. Cause he didn't feel like going downstairs and getting water for me. Um, and I just was like, wow. Like, (laughs) You don't feel like you're tired, so you don't feel like going downstairs and getting water for me. Like, huh. that's very wild to me. Like, you this really. This is what I love. I'm a Hellcat, really. A Hellcat on wheels. <laughs> like, I know that, I, you know, you know, we in the same boat, girl. You know my business. I accept, I be accepting shit, but I definitely be going, going out, clawing and scratching. I feel like Sabria is nicer. Yeah. Also, like, I just don't, like, I feel like if I say something and you, like, for some people, I do say stuff back, but if I say something to you and you don't reciprocate it, that will set, it will be like, you know, um, and Kill Bill, it was like, but here's the thing, like, I certain w- people, you really go can't nuts. get under their skin, you can, like, that, sorry, yeah, this I is toxic, yeah, yeah, for I me, like, that'd be my whole like thing, it. I didn't feel like it, I feel like with this person, I left a bigger impact just <laughs> not saying anything. You did, you did. I be doing it both. I be like mixing it up. Like sometimes you get silent treatment. Sometimes you get like, you know, read the riot act. Sometimes you get like psychologically fucked up. Like it's just a lot that can happen. But no, I just, I think I just get so angry when people can see me and decide not to respect me because 
not gonna lie like sometimes respectability politics has spoiled me into thinking like how can you see me as like who i am and not respect me like how that's yeah. just a raw thought that i feel sometimes like how could you be in my presence and how could you be in like a black a black woman presence like i'm I'm caring for you i'm giving for you and then you give me so little like oh, okay cool let me ruin your day yeah, I just would. I didn't. Feel, I just was like, "Wow, I see you," and that's when I was like, slowly being like, "You know what? I'm definitely out of here." Um, I'm just happy you're out of there. You know? Yeah, because that was just very. I'm just like that. Really, is something that like stuck to me, and also the fact that I always had to get my own Ubers. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just was like, yeah. So. Yeah, but and, you know what? We learning and we being vulnerable. Like you know, that's just. It's it when people like we we've all done some things where we look back and we go, what the hell was I thinking? Like, yeah. what the hell was I thinking? So it's just important to share those things because they're the past. You move on and you live and you learn. Exactly. It's true. And look at you now getting your Ubers paid for. <laughs> growth. Exactly. Growth. And somebody calling me hot constantly. So it's the truth. Exactly. Thank you. No problem. But yeah, guys, that's that's it. You know, now we about to be a little older. We're just learning. New mistakes. New yeah. mistakes. You exactly. I feel like that's a setup. Being like, now I know and I'm better. Like that's the stupidest thing. <laughs> if you really if you really were tapped into your growth, you would know that you're never done growing. Yeah. Cause I'm definitely making mistakes right now. As we speak. <laughs> but it's just like I'll make it tomorrow too. But it's a different mistake though. It's it's a, this is it's definitely a different for me. Mistake. It's a this, it's a better quality mistake. This is definitely a different mistake. Yeah. And I'm kind of having fun with the mistake. I was not having fun with the mistake I was making. Well, in that case, I feel like well, everything in my love life has been a mistake so far, I guess, because like I haven't married anyone. I don't think everything is I think just because shit don't work out don't mean it's a mistake. You know? Yeah, that's Versus, true. Versus like that's just somebody I dated and it was fun. You but know? yeah, sometimes mistakes can be fun. No, or it's just not a mistake at all. It's just it just oh. was a, it just was a fling or like a, uh, or just okay. like a thing. Oh no, you know? I'm definitely making a mistake. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you're sure, you're sure. There are some like I made a mistake on Friday, right? And I feel like as I just don't regret it. It was fun. I had a blast. Yeah. It was a good time. And sometimes like that really truly was a mistake though. Like I realized it on yesterday. Yeah, I realized it was a mistake and it was a fun mistake but then sometimes shit just don't work out it wasn't a mistake though like I really am happy it happened like I'm thankful and I would do it again you know on purpose mm-hmm. exactly so that's it guys um, let us know about some of the mistakes you're making we love to hear it <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. I love it. Please. And please. Honestly, we, we would like to read them on air. We won't say your name, but please. Oh, oh my God. Please, y'all. Next episode. Just read. Let us know. We, you that know. That could be our common sense. The, mis- the mistake hour. The messy, the messy hour. Like, we messy know. Moments. Y'all, y'all, messy moment of the week. The messy moment menu. Messy moment menu. Yes, yes, yes. Let's we go know for y'all want to share it with somebody. Please get me- if you gotta make an anonymous email account to send it. Please do it. We won't say anything and we won't judge you. Like, did you hear what we just revealed? Yeah, like, and honestly, I'm not even saying everything. And I'm not saying. Oh boy, <laughs> I'm not saying. I will exchange you tea if that's what you want. Please. Like, we can do a tea exchange. Like, I tell you, you know how I got done dirty. Let us know here. You know, just just let us know. We- we know you want to share your mess with somebody anonymously and just 
hear our take on it. So yes, please. We're gonna tweet about it tomorrow. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Black Girl Brunch. Follow us on Instagram. Sorry, on Twitter at BLK Girl Brunch. Follow us on Instagram at Black Girl Brunch. Follow me on Instagram at Iman Matei. Um, follow me on Twitter. It's Matei. Sabrina. And follow me. Follow me. Um, at it's Frank and Femme on Instagram and Frank and Femme underscore on Twitter. Yeah, and also if you want to email us instead of like DM or something like that, you're not on the socials, email us at blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com for the messy moment. Yes. That's so it. So fo- follow me on Twitter for real because I'm trying to get to 10K because I feel like that's what um, <laughs> companies want. I'm, yeah, so I'm so close to 10K. Follow me not so TikTok. close, but I'm kind of close. You heard me have to follow me on TikTok. <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. I'll start Sorry. posting on. Yeah, I have 7,848 followers. Oh, my God. Yeah, girl. Yo, follow well, me. I need to get her there. That's how. Because she really is the funnel. Every time she goes viral, she posts with her brunch. And I'm like, <laughs> I really do. And I'm really about to start making TikTok. For real, yo. Let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> um. So, yeah, follow. Make sure you follow our girl. And happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Enjoy. If you celebrate, enjoy it. Enjoy it. Yes. All right, that's it. That's the show.